Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Today we welcome a special guest, Father Caesar. In the first reading we see how the efficacy of prayer, how Abraham who was a righteous man and loved God, and of course he did wonderful deeds because of his will was always in harmony with God. But it's, it is interesting to see if you see the whole context of the Old Testament. Huh? So he's asking him because the Lord is about to destroy this town because of the sinful deeds of all his people. And we can even see when, uh, you know, when Lot, and when the angels, and they go to Lot's house, how the people ask Lot to permission to abuse the angels. <laughs> um, and we can see the sin against nature. Elders, young people, men wanted to wanted these angels to to yield to their sinful desires, and we we see what happened. And we can ask ourselves why why these people is acting like this? Is because they are away from God. And we see the same thing, sin against nature, even up today. Because the people is away from God. And those are the consequences. Even some Paul says that they are led to the most abominable deeds. So the divine word in, in today's gospel teaches the science of prayer, how important is prayer in a society also. So teach us the science of prayer. And to the disciples and San, uh, San Gregory of Nyssa says that to the disciples worthy of it, who eagerly ask to learn to pray in such a way as to win the favor of the divine hearing, this science is proposed in the words that prayer should take. So this science is proposed to us in the Our Father. How we ought to pray. We can see that nowadays people need instruction, not so much on how to pray, as on the necessity of praying at all. A necessity that has perhaps not yet been grasped by most people. In fact, the majority of men grievously neglect their life, in their lives, this sacred and divine work, which is prayer. And we can see good people, good people that, uh, that want to do right things, but they pay more attention in worldly things than in things that are for their eternal salvation. 
The reason lies in the fact that in this present life, men gives their attention to everything else. Concentrating themselves on different matters, they are scattered. And it is hard to see people, and it is hard to see people who really devote themselves, their seal to God, to the good work of prayer. And this is dangerous because whoever does not unite himself to God through prayer is separated from God. We see in the first reading today of today. But at the same time, we see how prayers are efficacious. God hears our prayers. The reason of this is because the effect of prayer is union with God. When we pray, we ask or we are trying to get in union with God. So it's so we cannot be separated from God. He's separated from the enemy. For instance, through prayer we got chastity. Because you know that chastity can live also in, in, in the marriage life, right? It's not only for single people. It's not only for religious. It's not only for single people. But we have to live it orderly according to your state in life, chastity. Control or temper and rid ourselves of vanity. It makes us forget injuries, overcome envy, defeats injustice, and makes amends for sin. Prayer is the seal of virginity and a pledge of faithfulness in marriage. We can see the necessity of prayer and also its infallible efficacy to obtain for us all the graces which can be conducive to our eternal salvation. San Cyprian says that prayer is omnipotent, it is one, and it can do all things. And we read in Ecclesiasticus that God has never refused to hear anyone who invoked his aid. Who had called upon him, he had, he had despised him, he asked him. It is true, many people, many of us, pray, but because our prayer sometimes is negligent, we don't obtain the graces we deserve. As St. Jen says, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. How do we act to pray then? What are the conditions required for prayer? In today's gospel, we find the answer. The science is proposed in the Our Father. St. Thomas Aquinas says that among all prayers, the Lord's prayer stands preeminent for it because it excels in the five conditions. Five conditions required for prayer. So we are going to see those five conditions. And those five conditions have to be present in every prayer. Confidence, rectitude, order, devotion, and humility. Five things. So, in brief, let us see then each of these conditions in particular, hoping that perhaps this will help us to see the things we need to change in our prayer life.
First, we must pray with confidence. Prayer should be confident. Some can be tempted and say, and you see this, I have a little confidence in God because I am a big sinner. That's the pretext. I am a big sinner. I have been too ungrateful to Him, and therefore, I see that I do not deserve to be hurt. But this is something that comes from the devil. There is no doubt. But St. Thomas Aquinas answers this, saying that the efficacy of our prayers in obtaining graces from God does not depend on our merits, of course, but in the divine mercy, which is something different. As often we ask with confidence favors which lead us to eternal salvation, God hears our prayers. Favors that lead us to salvation. Lead us to salvation. Otherwise, if we seek things that are harmful for our souls, God does not and cannot hear us. San Alfonso says that spiritual favors such as the pardon of our sins, perseverance in virtue, the gift of divine love, and resignation to the divine will, are to be asked of God absolutely and with a firm confidence of obtaining them. Prayer should, be, should have rectitude. This is obvious as for example, if a person asks help from God to be revenged of an enemy or to accomplish what would be offensive to God, the Lord will not hear his prayers. Because, as St. John Chrysostom says, such a person offends God in every act of prayer. He does not pray, but in a certain manner mocking God. In other words, we ask God for that which is fitting for us, for our sanctification. To pray is to ask fitting things of God. Prayer should be order, the right order in the sense that our desires and prayers should be spiritual, goods to carnal goods, and heavenly things to early things. And our Lord teaches us to observe this order in the Lord's Prayer, in which we pray first for heavenly things, for things that are in relation to our eternal salvation. We pray first for heavenly things and afterwards for early things. So we have to have an order in our prayers. Prayer should be devoutness, devout, and devotion arise from love, from charity, which is the love of God and of our neighbor. This is the reason why devotion makes the sacrifice of prayer acceptable to God. Prayer should be humble. In Ecclesiastes, we, we read the prayer of him that humble himself, pierce the clouds, and he will not depart till the Most High behold. This is also seen in the story of the Pharisee and the publican. St. Alfonso says that the Lord cannot despise even the most of the right sinner, the more obstinate sinner. 
when they repent, of course, that's a condition, from their hearts and humble themselves before him, acknowledging that they are unworthy to receive any favor from him. And the point six, we must persevere. And I'll add this point because San Afonso Sobligori added, perseverance must be present in our prayers. It is above all necessary to persevere in prayer until death and never to cease to pray. This is what is inculcated by the following passage of the scripture. We are always pray. And finally, I would like to mention some benefits of prayer. Three benefits according to St. Thomas Aquinas. It remedies evil. Prayer is efficacious and useful remedy against all kinds of evil. Also frees men from fear of future sin and from trials and despair. It obtains that which desire. And if our prayer is not granted, it's either because it lacks constancy or because we ask for things that are less conducive to our eternal salvation. And finally, it establishes friendship with God. These three benefits. Let us ask then for the grace for the science of prayer, which is pre present in the prayer of our fathers. And to seek it through Mary, always, because she's a mother and her prayer cannot be fruitless. And let us ask this grace then to examine ourselves and to see how is our, level, our, our life of prayer. And if we have to change something, now let us ask the grace, the, the grace through the intercession of our mother to persevere in this intention.